All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to Conversations with Chris. This is Chris McCormick, and this serves as an introduction to our 34th episode of the year. Uh, today's episode is very special. We have a very special guest in the name of John Kraus. John is a business owner. He has a full-time job. He's a cancer survivor, a loving father of four, and has an incredible story. And so for the next 50 minutes or so, a little under 50 minutes, we go back and forth about his journey uh, throughout the professional world, what got him to launch his own business, where he uh, strengthened his faith in a time of need, and we also talked about risk. And I really enjoyed this conversation. I think it's very impactful for those that might find themselves in a corporate environment looking for more because John uh, has an incredible story about being there and he's been in your shoes and oftentimes we think about this idea of risk as having to give it up and just start new and John's story shows that while it's true to some respect, it's not always true. You know, sometimes a risk can just be changing jobs or pursuing another degree or changing industries. And so over the next 45 minutes, uh, you'll hear his story and where he finds himself today. Uh, you'll discover a lot about his faith life and his walk with God and Overall, just an incredible man, an incredible conversation, and I hope you all enjoy. So, without further ado, The Conversations with Chris, episode 34, with John Krause. All right, man. Well, welcome. This is uh, the second interview on the Conversations with Chris podcast, and I have the honor of uh, having my good friend and one of the if not the best clients I have ever had uh, in John Krause. Um, so I'll give, I'll give you a little bit of an introduction. John Krause is a, uh, a business owner. He's in the real estate industry. He uh, owns his own nonprofit. He's a, a loving father, a faithful servant of the Most High. And uh, he's just a, a man who, who is on a mission to, to do good. So, uh, John, welcome to the show. I'm excited to have you and, and excited to get your Thanks, story brother. out there. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much. Appreciate my, it. My, my pleasure, my, man. Uh, let me get my, my head. Let me get my head in the screen here. Yeah, <laughs> you look great. I love the background too. It's awesome. <laughs> don't, hey, otherwise, it's you don't want to see what's behind me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, hey, I gave a little bit of an introduction, but I'm sure there is much more that I did not include in that. So I think if we can just start this off by hearing a little bit more about you, uh, where you've been, where you currently are, where you see yourself going, and. Uh, We'll go from there. Yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate the intro. That was good. That was good stuff. Um, geez, I mean, my story is long. You know, I mean, we we everyone's got a long story though, right? Um, you know, uh where where I've been, you know, in a nutshell, is uh, 
you know, I've, I've, I, I went through the college thing, you know, I'm mm-hmm. my college sweetheart and uh, mm-hmm. what met my wife in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, it was just, uh, I don't know, man, it was just one of those things. It was divine for sure. Mm-hmm. No doubt about that. Just meeting my wife. Uh, but, but then it came to, uh, getting out of college and, and trying to figure out what the heck I was going to do <laughs> for a job. Yeah. You know, um, getting into uh, the fitness business, man, I didn't know what I was going to do getting out of college. I uh, I was in college and like, I didn't even know what I was going to do in college. So I decided to get a uh, sport management degree. I'm okay. like, I love sports. Yeah, yeah, why not? Let's do that. There's a business component to it. I, you know, I had never done, I wasn't, wasn't into sales. I was just into just living life as a kid, you know, playing right. sports with my buddies at, at home and, you know, working my butt off. I had a job since the age of like 15, mm. the second I could get one. Um, so I was always hardworking, um, but I went to college and got out and I'm like, now what do I do? Mm. You know? And uh, I was just jumping from thing to thing, you know, just trying to find something, you know, that was quote unquote, a, like a real job, you know? <laughs> And then I stumbled into some like an office position where I was, you know, just a family friend of mine who I grew up with, you know, needed help in the office, became a full time job. And I was like, ah, this is cool. I feel like an adult. I'm making some money. And then I'm like, but I need to do more. It was right away. It was like, I need to do more. Like, this is this this isn't it. I knew it wasn't it. So then I was like, well, I saw an ad in the, in the paper uh, for like a front desk at a gym. And I'm like, well, front desk, I could, you know, I really like a new car. So I was like, maybe I'll work at a front desk. And I figured it was a no brainer job. Just go there. And, and, you know, I would just sit behind the desk and be like, Hey, what's up? Have a great workout kind of thing. Little did I know they weren't interviewing for that or that maybe they were, but they're like, well, we want you to come in and be the assistant manager and, and, and jump in and, and sell. And I'm like, I've never sold anything, you know, other than like, you know, stuff in the boy scouts and things like that. Like, I mean, it was really you know, so I'm like, uh, I don't really know if I could be a salesman because I always had a bad connotation of salesman. You know, you always think of people that sell things like and no offense to my car salesman, because there's a lot of really good ones um, out there. But you always think back when I was younger, like, oh, the cheesy, sleazy salesman. You don't want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got a taste into sales, but it was selling health and fitness, you know, right. so I loved it. And I, I went up through the ranks and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, we see you're going to be a manager someday. So I was juggling a mm-hmm. full time job. Because what I ended up doing is I went full time with the gym and then I would talk to the people that I just was at into doing part time, you right. know, so I could do 7 a.m. to 12 p.m. at my at my office job and mm-hmm. then 1 p.m. to 10 p.m. at my new job. Wow. So I was working, you know, 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. every single day, yeah. um, you know, like five, six days a week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and it was all because I wanted a new I wanted a new truck. I ordered a new yeah. truck, brand new truck. I had it built Ford Ford F-150. And I, I was motivated. The eye, my eye was on the prize. And I, uh, I, I ended up getting really sick, you know, like a real head mm. cold, like a bad flu. And I was just run down, flat yeah. out. I was beat. I was run down. I was in my 20s. But I never worked that many hours in my life, right. <clears throat> you know. And um, finally, I called the owner of the gym. And I'm listening. I'm, I'm at home and I'm sick. I'm like, you got to get me into the manager position, manager mm. position, like now. Because I, I need these two jobs. But I, I, I don't need these two jobs. I'd rather just do one. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay. So then he gave me my shot. And long story short, I did the gym business for a while. I was in it for about four years and then I wanted more, mm-hmm. you know, wanted more again, you know? So I'm <laughs> like, all right, well, what, what's next? Like, and I went to the owner, I'm like, I'm a manager of one of your clubs and I manage this club and that health club and all different ones for him. And I, ra- I trained salespeople and I did it all. I learned customer service. I, I mean, I, I did everything for him. 
and made him a good, a good amount of money. I wasn't making that much money though. And I'm like, all right, what's next? You know, what can I do next? And uh, there was really nowhere up I could go at his organization. There was a guy there that was like the general manager. He ran all the clubs. He's only a few years older than me. I'm like, I'm not going to get, he's not going anywhere. He's probably making, you know, 100, 150 a year. And at that time, that was really good. Right. And I'm like, he's not, he's not going anywhere. So uh, the guy's like, well, why don't you get in the mortgage business? You know, mm-hmm. he's like, you know, we'd hate to lose you, but you're young and you're hungry. You got to move on. I get it. So I looked at mortgage. I looked at um, pharmaceuticals and ended up landing in the mortgage business. And that was a slap in the face <laughs> because, you know, being, being, being in the mortgage business, you had to get out and, and basically eat what you kill. You know, yeah. you, you had to go get it. You had to go you had to go farm that business. Uh-huh. Being in the gym business, I was behind the scenes. Yeah, I did a little guerrilla marketing, handed out some flyers, brought some people in, but he was spending all the money bringing the people in. All I had to do was close them, and that was easy. So I get in this mortgage business, and I'm like, all right, I see all these dudes who've been doing it for like 25, 35 years, and it was the, like the hottest time in the mortgage business right before it all shut down back in uh, – I started in 04. <clears throat> and um, – I see all these dudes just picking up the phone and they're just taking orders. They're just taking applications. But little did I know that they've been in the business for 10, 15, 20 years themselves. Mm-hmm. So they already have the contacts and the referrals right. and, and right. all that. And I'm looking at them I'm like, oh, that's all I got to do is sit here. My phone will ring. Yeah. And they never, you know, like yeah. you tell people that, you know, like you're in the mortgage business, the phone doesn't ring, you know, barely. <clears throat> One day, my manager, he wasn't really the manager, but he was kind of like my mentor in the place. We got along pretty well. Dude's name is Mark. He's like, Kraus, come over here. He's like, bring your business cards. And I'm like, what? And I went to his desk. And I'm like, what? here's my business cards. He's like, he takes a stack out of my business card. You know, you get them in the uh, cardboard box. He takes a stack. He's like, get out of here and hand all these out. Just uh-huh. go talk to everybody. He's like, talk uh-huh. to everybody. Hand these out. So I did that. And then the, like the next day, I'm like, all right, I did it. He's like, do that every day. Uh-huh. He's like, go visit real estate agents. He's like, go to the, where, go walk into a convenience store or buy a candy bar and a soda, talk to the cashier, hand them your card, let them know what you do. Wow. I'm like, all right, all right. <clears throat> Three months of doing that. And I, my phone was ringing off the hook huh. just to doing that. Okay. And I'm like, all right, I get it. It's activity, right? Yeah. It's, it's sales right. activity. And I, and I didn't get that. I didn't understand that as a young 20 something year old guy that, never really had to sell anything, you know, other than never had to farm his own leads. Mm. So that's where I learned like, like what you needed to do to kind of build something. Mm-hmm. And the key was really, you got to do the work. Yep. You got to be willing to do the work. Right. <clears throat> so I was in that business until I actually got recruited out of that retail mortgage business into being like a, a on the lending side. So I was, I was an, as a lender, I was a wholesale lender okay. and all these lenders, Dude, these guys were making so much money, so much money. These, these reps, these marketing reps would go into the broker's offices where I'd work in. And he's like, hey, you know, I got all these products. Send your loans to me. <clears throat> so I got recruited out of this office that I was in as a retail and went to wholesale. And that's what it was. It was just like build a relationship. It still was work, mm-hmm. but it was go. It would, now it was business to business versus business right. to consumer. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty new to me still, too. But it was like, all right, just go knock on doors and introduce yourself and, and let them know what you can do. And that started a snowball and do, and I did well with that. But then the mortgage collapse hit, right. you know, the mortgage <laughs> collapse hit. And yeah. I was just, like, oh man, I was like, what are we going to do here? You know, this, this hit, 
my wife and I had, <clears throat> had just had our first baby. It was 2006. And I noticed it was really starting to crash. Mm. Like the business was like my, my, like all my loans that were coming in were going in and they weren't going anywhere. They weren't getting to the closing table. There, there was like problems with the appraisal. I'm like, this doesn't look good. Then my boss got fired. I'm like, oh, this doesn't really look good. It's like something's going on. <clears throat> so, so then I was like, well, well I need to pivot. I need to pivot. I need to pivot mm. now. Right. Um, so what do I do? I'm like, well, what do I know? I know like a bunch, I, I can mow lawns, you know, cause I did that, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and I know the gym business. I'm like, well, why don't I try to open up a gym mm. on my own? <clears throat> so I talked to a couple investors, some, some family investors, um, you know, see if they'd back me a little bit and they said they would. And, um, so I'm like, well, let me go meet up with this guy who used to be the general manager of the gym that I was at. He had left in the time being, in the few years that I was gone. And he had started his own gyms. Mm. <clears throat> so my plan was just to meet with him to learn, you know, sit down and let him be my mentor and tell me like what he did and how we negotiated the leases and the build outs for, for all that stuff. And uh, we sat down, we met and he's like, John, he's like, I'm going to be opening up another club. Another health club. You want to get involved in that? And you could be like part owner in that and run that. And I'm like, yeah i'm like that sounds good i and to me i'm like that sounds easy that sounds right. easier that was yeah. the the path of least resistance and yeah. you know you look back and you're like maybe you should have done that maybe you shouldn't have done that but i went with that right. and you know i didn't really realize what what business partnership was until i got into that his view of our business partnership was one thing mine was something else you okay. know yeah. i was like i'm an owner of a company now i'm a big shot yeah. you know yeah. i didn't i didn't know i didn't know anything thing at that time uh, i still didn't know anything yeah. you know so i did that <clears throat> i did that for a little while and then i was still i was looking for more because it wasn't i wasn't really a business owner he owned like i don't know four clubs four other health clubs mm -hmm. and it makes sense like i was only a part owner of my little health club in connecticut yeah. merritt in connecticut and he had all these other locations so it makes sense that like my i didn't have the decision making for all the the whole business because it mm -hmm. operates as a whole business not just one branch right. so i'm like this isn't really what i was looking for so i kept my investment in there for a while but i was looking for more huh. remember yeah. i told you last time i i've had a lot of jobs i've had a lot of jobs so then i was <laughs> i looked i got into the insurance business okay I looked around i was like what do i need to do? what do, i need to get out get back maybe into more corporate yeah so I uh, looked at a couple of different avenues and I ended up going with property casualty with a company called Liberty Mutual. Mm. I did that for a little while. Um, and I was there and I'm like, gosh, I feel, I, again, I felt like a caged animal. Yeah. You know, I felt like this doesn't quite fit. And I didn't know what it was. I'm like, I, maybe it wasn't like I was against listening to my boss because mm -hmm. I wasn't, it wasn't right. that at all. I just, I knew that I was, I was meant for more. And I didn't know what that calling was. So I'm like, Maybe it was, maybe, you know, I needed to do more for my customers. My customers at Liberty at the time could only get access to their one, their, their, their auto, their homeowner's insurance, their own stuff. They weren't set up like a broker, right. like an insurance broker. <clears throat> so I ended up moving after about a year and a half, two years to an insurance broker okay. um, where I had access to all different companies, all different things for my customers. So I could always do what was in the best interest of them. And at the time, and this is a few years down the road now, I'm like, I realized I'm like, you can't really make much money working for somebody else in this model. Like you mm -hmm. can't, you can't make a live. It's hard to make a living. And I love the person. I'm still friends with the person today that I, that I went into that brokerage for with. 
Um, <clears throat> but the only real way to make money in that business is to own your own business. Right. Right. I, at that time, I'm like, I can't take the leap. I've got, mm. it was probably, I probably had, yeah, we had two kids at the time. I'm like, I can't start from scratch. I'm like, there's <laughs> no way I can't yep. do that. So I, I stuck it out there for a while. And then I'm like, I probably have to just go back to corporate or something mm. and, and fall back on a, a job, a nine to five. So yeah. I ended up um, deciding to go get my MBA. Mm. I'm like, all right, I'll just get my MBA. So I got my MBA because that would help project me and propel me into the corporate ladder, right? Yep. <laughs> <clears throat> got my MBA. And then I'm like, all these jobs, like now I'm starting to get older now, like older, you know, yeah. where there's kids coming up that, that can jump into the, the entry-level jobs. And now I'm older and I, the entry-level jobs were kind of like, weren't exciting to me so i wanted the yeah. next step up but i didn't have that experience because i hadn't been at one job wow. from ground up so i didn't have it so it, i found it really really hard to close the deal at getting those jobs you know mm -hmm. at the bigger insurance companies i got yeah. i got to the point where it was like john they love you you're in the second running with somebody that they've already been interviewing with you really made it hard decision but they chose the other person uh. that's, that's what i got like two or three times yeah. and i'm like I'm like, I can't put myself through this anymore. Like what, like what, you know, what am I going to do? Um, and then I ended up stumbling into a small job, a uh, small company out of Hartford in a completely different industry. It was the auto industry where we, they had some patented product, cool patented product um, for the auto dealerships that they were selling to auto dealerships. And I'm like, ah, this is cool. Anyway, the, he offered me the job. I interviewed, he offered me the job. I took it. I'm like, I'm going to do it. It was good money. It was mm -hmm. my, me, myself and uh, myself and what him and one other person. <clears throat> so small company. I mean, it was great. I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, oh, you have to be here nine to five. Um, but it wasn't come and go as you please either. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Uh, part of my job was really getting out there and talking to dealerships and, and seeing if um, they would want to like sell our product basically. Mm -hmm did that for a few years until uh, and then this is when like things like all changed like right. i was happy like i was right. at this job and i was like i found what I, I really am loving this job i love the guy that i work for he's an awesome guy it's just a great environment i see i believe in the product i see it's going to go somewhere globally mm -hmm. um and then um i i think i had a physical setup okay we had, just, we had moved a couple years before to a different house Yep. And I a new set of doctors. And then I had a, just a routine physical setup. And, um, and before that, you know, my, I noticed like my body with some marks on my arm and some mm. skin, you know, I was losing some weight, you know, but I attributed it. Well, I'm working out every day. You know, I'm, I'm, I was kind of tired at the end of the day, but I'm like, well, we had three kids and, you know, one on the way at that time, yeah. you know, um, we had three kids and one on the way. And I was like, yeah, we're running around We're we're tired. So that I could always make an excuse for how I felt. I was like, I'm almost, I'm, I'm approaching 40 now. Mm -hmm. I'm like, there, there's a, there's an excuse for it. It's just, I'm getting old, you know, <laughs> so I go to this, this, um, I go to this, uh, doctor appointment and doctors like, John, you're healthy as a horse. See in two years, just go get your blood tested. I'm like, awesome. He did an EKG and all that. I'm like, fantastic. This is great. I'm like, mm -hmm. so all those kind of stresses behind in the back of my head were kind of like, cool, I'm good. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, there was really nothing wrong. <clears throat> well, the day that I went to get my blood test, it's crazy how things work, you know, mm -hmm. um, when, when I, and I put the blood test off for a good week because I'm like, all right, yeah, whatever. I'll get it done. 
finally I'm like, all right, I got to get it done. I got to, it's one of those fasting blood tests. So I, I, the night before I'm like, all right, I'm not, I'm going to, I'm not going to eat from this point on and I'm going to wake up and I'm going to go. And uh, I woke up, got ready. And my boss called, he's like, Hey, are you coming down to this dealership down? I'm like, no, I'm like, I got a blood test. I got to go to. I'm like, so I could have easily made the decision to say, screw the blood test. I'll get down to work, you know, and, uh-huh. and, and I'll get there and help you out. But I'm like, I have to, I just have to knock it out and get it done. He's like, all right, all right, cool. We'll see you when you're done. Um, so I went and got it done and went about my day, met up with him down in Southern Connecticut and did, did my day and <clears throat> get home, play with the kids. I ate dinner. All of a sudden I'm watching TV and hanging out and all of a sudden, you know, on, on the cable, you get the TV where the, sometimes the phone will yeah. ring on the TV. They look up and I'm like, I, I think that's a doctor's office call. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, I think it is. But why are they calling now? It's like seven o'clock wow. or something. Yeah. Yeah. And so I pick up the phone and I'm like, Hey, what's up? And he's like, Hey, is this John? I'm like, yeah. He's like, can you go to a place where you can talk in private? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I walked outside and he's like, um, he's like, John, he's like, I got the results of your blood test. And um, he's like, I really don't like what I see. And he's just a, a regular doctor. Like, you know, right. he's your primary care physician. And uh, he's like, I, I don't like what I see. And I'm like, all right, well, what's up? He's like, well, you know, your, your, lo- your white blood cells are just shooting through the roof. Mm-hmm. Your, your reds are low. Your platelets are low. He's like, are you, are you losing weight? Have you been losing weight? I'm like, well, yeah, you know, but I've been trying, you know, and yeah. trying to drop a couple LBs, doc, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> and, uh, and he's like, what about this? And what about that? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've had that. And I've done, I've seen that. And I, yeah, I'm a little more tired. And he's like, John, I really want you to go to the ER tonight. And I'm like, mm-hmm. tonight? I'm like, this is that urgent where I can't even like go tomorrow morning. He's like, I just, I just would feel more comfortable if you just went tonight and got checked out. And he's like, I don't want to say anything about anything. Cause I don't know. The doctors need to check your, you out further. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, I appreciate you calling seven o'clock at night and let mm-hmm. me know. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, my wife's like, all right. She's she's like, I'll drive you with the kids. <clears throat> I'm like, ah, don't worry about it. I'm just gonna go get checked out, you know? I'm gonna go just get yeah. checked out and I'll be back. I get in my car and my lights don't work. <laughs> I never had a I never had a problem with lights in my life with the headlights. The lights don't work. So uh-huh. she, she's like, Well, I'll bring I'm bringing you. So she they packed it, she packed up the kids. We went and then dropped me off. Well, while while I was in the ER <clears throat> waiting, I was looking at um my phone like you know you dr google you know you look mm-hmm. up dr google webmd and i yeah. plugged in all these symptoms you know and i'm like right. what the hell could it be and it, it was like 40 different things that it could have been yeah all of which except for like one that was like whatever no big deal you know right. no big deal no big deal no big deal and yeah. the, the thing that i was like the one thing i was just like furthest from the truth <laughs> no way yeah well i went in and finally they took me in and they come out and the doctor comes in and my, my wife was there too. She had, she had gotten my mother to come to the house and she was there mm. with me before COVID. You could have, you could do this stuff. <laughs> yeah. uh, so she was with me. Um, and she's and the doctor came in and she's like, why does it go? Like kind of like, why does it go? It's like, I hate to tell you this, but you have leukemia. <clears throat> I'm like, and just, you know, it hits you in the face. Like, what do you mean? Like what she's like, do you know what that is? And I'm like, well, I know it's a cancer, but you know, usually like don't kids get it and you know, stuff like that. And I'm just like, okay. I'm like, all right. So I'm like, and of course I was in utter shock, you know? Yeah. And uh, you know, from that point I was just like, you know, 
shocked and you know well you're gonna we're gonna keep you in the keep you overnight and run some tests one of which is like a bone marrow biopsy where they drill into the, your bone and pull mm. out the marrow and i'm like okay whatever so the next morning the doctor comes in and he looked at my blood <clears throat> he's like yeah he's like yeah you have what's called acute myeloid leukemia and i'm like well what's that you know like what are my chances you know um like <clears throat> he's like well they're 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 pretty good you know He's like, you're young and you're strong and you're healthy, you know, and, and there's good chance that we can get this in remission. I'm like, fantastic. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. So let's do it. I'm like, well, what are the numbers? Like, you know, you know everyone wants odds, right? Yeah. So then, so then he's like, uh, I don't know. He's like, a lot of the stuff is from like, you know, the people that get this, tr the data we have is from like people that are like 60 and older, yeah. you know? So right. it's really skewed. He's like, yeah, you probably have like a 70% chance, you know, of getting it into remission. I'm like, okay, 70 is good. I would rather 90, but it wasn't three or two or a half yeah. a percent. So yeah. let me, let's run with it. So from that point on, I was just like, you know, hundred percent, like I'm going to kick this thing's butt. And, and you know, that that's, you know, that's really, that was my focus. You know, I, I, through the trial of, of going through that, I was in the hospital for 30 days mm. straight. And, um, <clears throat> through that, uh, you know, I, I did, my community just blew me away. Like people mm -hmm. were just like, supporting me and my family like more than you'll ever know like I cried more tears of, of mm. gratefulness than than anything else like wow. I, I was like on a daily basis just reading notes from people just bawling my eyes out just <laughs> because of their love and support that they had for me and I didn't even like know that I had touched their lives in the way that they were saying this to me so I was just like <clears throat> so blown away and so grateful that I was able to just realized that I had that kind of an impact on people's lives and mm -hmm. people saw me in a light that I never thought that, that, that they did, you know, okay. um, you know, things like you're the strongest guy I've ever met and da, 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 just all these things. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, this is awesome. It just helped. It helped propel me. And, and that's kind of where I really found my faith a little bit more too, right. Right. you know, cause a lot of people <clears throat> in times like this, you know, they'll say they're going to pray for you and stuff like that. And I've always been a man of faith, I've, but I've never had a relationship with God. And I've, I've always been more on the religion side of it. Right. And um, so I just, I, I leaned on that quite a bit. Like when people said they would put me in their prayer groups, I was very grateful and in, in understanding and believing that God hears all prayers. And, and the more people that are praying for me is definitely going to be the better for me, you know, like hundred percent. Right. Yep. And I had plenty of conversations that, that, that I knew how to do, you know, in that hospital bed with God. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I I'll tell you one story, kind of like a testimony where, um, I don't know if I've shared this with you before. I think I did a while ago, but one of my buddies, um, he had had some, some trials in his youth and uh, he found, he found, he, he found God, he found a relationship uh, yes, with yeah. God and born again and all that. And, um, he texted me, he's like, John, he's like, just, you know, whatever's going on he's like just make sure you praise jesus praise jesus thank jesus and tell him that you love him he's like that's what all you need to do john and i took that and i read that i'm like oh that's really cool man thanks a lot mm. <clears throat> and um during the chemo during chemo that you get a lot of chemo and chemo has side effects some of the side effects are are and i didn't realize this were fevers mm. fevers you get fevers and that's just part of the process not knowing that this is part of the process it was just like, ugh, just frustrating. Every time you get a fever, they'd start having to jab you more with more, more needles and stuff like that. It was just, it was a pain in the butt. Yeah. Um, cause they wanted to make sure nothing was really wrong with you. Nothing more, you know? So I just, at the point, at this point, I just got tired. 
I was tired of it. It was probably, I don't know, three weeks in and, um, the fevers had kind of been gone. They had them quite a bit, quite a bit. And they were like, listen, we need to get you to the point where you're not having any fevers. And then we can, you know, hope to get you out of here. And I'm like, Oh, it's cool. That's really cool. And I'd still had them like one every night or one every other night. And, and they'd be the fevers that would just tremble you to the bone. Like you would shake so hard that you, it, I've never shooken, my, my body's never shooken that hard in, in, wow. in ever. <clears throat> and one night I was, um, I was actually in the bathroom and I felt like the chills come over me. Like, I'm like, oh man, here we go again. I'm starting to get those chills again. And I'm starting to like, I'm sitting there and I'm just like, I just kind of gave it up. I gave mm. it up to God. I was like, God, you know, I said, Jesus, <laughs> listen, I said, I, I, I love you, Jesus, and I praise you, and I thank you, and I thank you for everything in my life. And I basically closed my eyes and said that, wow. you know, out loud and, and, and in quiet, and I just kind of just did that all alone by myself. <laughs> and not too long after that, I felt the warmth come over my body. You oh, know, it, it resonated from, like, from my head all the way down through my feet, and it was, it was like a warmth love. It's undescribable, and anybody right. I feel like has had the Holy Spirit come into them um, knows exactly what I'm talking about. And it was, it was the most beautiful thing. And I, I didn't get a fever. I never oh, got wow. a fever. So I it just kind of, I, you know, I feel like the Holy spirit came into my body and said, yep, listen, I'm here, John. It was mm. like tap, 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 tap. <laughs> this, this thing, <clears throat> I believe have faith. You're going to be just fine. Huh. You know? And, and I just grabbed onto that as hard as I could. And, um, from now into this day, you know, mm-hmm. that I just know that, that I'm meant to be here for a long time. Mm. And, uh, and successfully I got through that. I had my stem cell transplant, which is another step. And it's just, <clears throat> just one of those things, man, you know, once you, once you know, and not everyone gets that, you know, not right. everyone gets to experience that. Um, so I'm pretty grateful that I got to experience mm. that, you know, yeah. very grateful. I shouldn't say pretty grateful, very <laughs> grateful. Um, but yeah, so I've been talking for a while. I'm going to take a sip. <laughs> yeah, go for it. No, that's that's awesome, man. And yeah, I, I relate to that wholeheartedly. And I hope some of the uh, listeners do. But I do uh, have a question in the fact that if there is somebody out there who hasn't had the privilege of <clears throat> knowing what that feeling is like and, and coming in contact with the Holy Spirit and being blessed with with that presence, I mean, it does take, and from what I've learned in, in our discussions and discussions with others, it does take usually a big struggle to be able to, to confront it. But do you have any advice for somebody who, who might be looking for that, but doesn't think they have the story or they haven't had like a, a cancer, cancer testimony that, that gives them the ability to, to reach out to God, if that, if that makes sense? Like, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's, uh, as I look back on my life, you know, there's been plenty of taps on that shoulder, right? you know, because yes. I've always had that calling. I think we mm. all do. We all yeah. have that calling going through our life where it's that, that tap on the shoulder. Maybe it's the, the screw up that you did over here, or the, mm. this over there or that over there. You know, uh, we've all had them. I had plenty, right. plenty, yeah. plenty, plenty. <laughs> and it may have not have been you know, my doing. Some of them were my doing, you know. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think, you know, if you can reflect back on those times, Mm-hmm. And, and understand like how you got through those and realize that it wasn't the, like the plan is so much bigger you're right. where you are today because god's got that plan for you yep Amen. already already Amen. um and, and and with 
with like like receiving that from from the lord receiving that that kind of the holy spirit i guess you don't have to just searching for it is one thing you know right, right. but i think what it comes down to is just giving up that faith mm. that 100 faith without any question yeah you know when you have those struggles when you have a bad day and you're really stressed out and ramped up or whatever if you could just really honestly, honestly, just pray to God and just say, listen, God, I know you've got it. I know you've mm-hmm. got me. And just kind of yeah. try to, when they, people say, give it to God, right. They, you real that's, you really have to truly give it to God. Like you yeah. have to do it. And if you can physically and mentally and emotionally, spiritually do that, you will, in my, in my experience, you will feel that relief. Amen. Like he takes it away. Like yeah. you, you've got a stressful and you're stressed on something and it's just, it's just beating up on you. Yeah. You give it to God and you just mm-hmm. close your eyes and pray and you give it to God and, and you give it a minute, but you're going to feel better because you, yeah. if you really, be, if you really believe that's the key, yep. if you right. have faith and I know they say the faith, the size of the mustard seed can move mountains <laughs> yeah. and it's true. It's yeah. true. <clears throat> but I, I, you know, I just think it starts small. Mm. It, it just starts small. Just do yeah. it. Do it little by little. Right. Wow. Little by that's little. Powerful. That's good, man. Why do you think it's so hard for us to do that? You know, we, uh, why do we feel the need to be so in control of everything at all times? <laughs> I don't know, man. That's a good question. Um, Cause I don't know. I think, you know, you think that you think that you're the driver's seat, right? You're yeah. where we are in the driver's seat yeah. like physically, right? Mm-hmm. Physically we are, but, but really at the end of the day, I mean, you've got to steer the wheel. Yeah, you know in, in directions but you have to pay attention to the the things that come up that and the reasons why maybe they they, they put there's a roadblock there mm-hmm. you know and and yeah. i think that that's and you can't get too down on those roadblocks right you know yeah. if you have faith you'll realize like all right well <clears throat> i put my best effort in i put my 100 mm-hmm. percent into this and it didn't work out yeah there's a reason why there's a bigger reason why and i'm just going to move on you know, I mean, there's plenty of times in my life where things didn't work out yep. and it sucked. It sucked. Right. And at the moment you're like, well, but you chalk it up as something else out there for me. You know, it's not the right fit or like the job, the job, it's not the right job for me. It's not mm-hmm. meant to be. You right. can't get too caught up in things like that where, where, you know, oh my gosh, it's that, that's what I needed to do. That's my destiny. Well, no, it's not because yeah. you don't know what your destiny is. Right. Only God does. Right. I mean, right. so yeah. So when you get like caught up with, I didn't get that job that I've been trying to, my dream job, do something different. Don't Mm. be afraid to pivot. Don't be afraid to jump and try something and take a risk because you never know where that thought process gets you. Right. Amen. Amen. It's funny you mentioned the, uh, what was it? It was, I related it back to Proverbs, which I just posted about on Instagram, but it's, the fact that we don't know the whole story and God's got a bigger plan than we do. And I just, I find it funny that you've mentioned that because I, I was literally just reading about that, but <laughs> I do want to talk about this idea of risk and uh, you've taken a lot of risks in your career path and some might not see them as risks, but anytime you, you move a job, anytime you change industries, that is a risk. So what do you have to say to somebody who, who knows that taking a risk is part of the whole journey but they they see that the only way to take a risk is completely give it all up like like some people 
aren't called to, to quit their job, start a business right. and start from scratch. What do you give to that person? Somebody who, who might not be happy with where they are right now, but is yearning for growth and purpose and not sure where they can find it. You know, I, I think back on my career and all the different jobs that I've had and <clears throat> how I've tried to be, you know, the jack of all trades, master of none at, at, at any given time. Like I tried, I've tried it all. Like I've tried to say when I'm doing this, I'm going to also do this, this, and this at mm -hmm. the same time. And what I realized is that statement, jack of all trades, master of none is a fact. Okay. It's a fact. So wow. in, in my, in my grand opinion, it's, it's, it's true for me. Yeah. Yeah. And why I say that is like in that, if you're trying to hang on to other things that are, that are keeping you safe and you really, right. your heart is over here where that risk might be, mm -hmm. that that's just like that thing that's going to always hold you back. That safety mm -hmm. net that, and I call that bridge, you know, I've right. always had the bridge that I could go walk backwards and go back to that, that fallback job. Yeah. That fall, right. I've always had that. So if you have a dream or a, or a desire to, to go for it, sometimes you have to go for it, but mm -hmm. you, you don't always need to be irresponsible. You don't want to be irresponsible about it. <laughs> right. So you could dip your toe. Yeah. You could try a side hustle, mm -hmm. you know, but understanding it's a side hustle until you really have the confidence to say, all right, this isn't a side hustle anymore. Right. I have the confidence that now I can jump. And, that, and now maybe that's the time to do it. Yeah. You know, when, when life doesn't force that upon you, you don't have to make that choice. Yeah. You know, it, when life doesn't say, well, you just got fired or you just got laid off. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> so, so it's one of those, I've been laid off. I've been fired. I mean, it, it happens, yeah. you know, but, but you have to realize that it's all on you a hundred percent. And, and you can always keep going to that bandaid, that bandaid job. Yeah. Just job and paycheck and wow. whatever, nine to five, punch the clock punch the clock you're going to be miserable you're always going to be looking at this classifieds you're going to be looking at indeed you're mm. going to be searching and searching and searching for the next best thing right. <clears throat> at least that was me yeah. you know you, you have to figure out what makes you tick mm -hmm. you know i think it's gary vaynerchuk i mean i don't know i'm sure everything's monetizable in some way yeah. shape or form yeah. you know but gary's always like you know figure out what you love and do that you know, figure out what you love and do, not everyone can just do that because they don't understand how to monetize that. Right. Um, but you could work nine to five and do a side hustle of something that you love. Yeah. You know, but yeah, there's, there's risk involved and I'm not going to tell everyone just to blindly take a leap, you know, but, <laughs> but, but if you're able to, yeah. if you're able to take that leap, then do it. Yeah. You know, if, if you're living at mom's house still, <laughs> you know, or whatever, and you yeah. want to just jump then jump. You know, mm -hmm. do it. What's yeah. what, what's the worst that can happen? You right. learn something. Right. Yeah. I didn't say you fail. You <laughs> learn something. Yeah. Wow. Period. Amen, man. Amen. That's awesome. And that's uh, if I don't get anything else out of that, it's that it's you. You learn <laughs> something by just taking the leap and jumping and going yeah. for something. And it doesn't have to be anything big. It can be just the smallest movement. It could just be picking up a new hobby and and learning something from that whether you like it or not it's it's just the act of doing it is right. is where you learn so right, thank you right. for that john i uh no i appreciate that and and you do mention side hustles and i know you you are running a little bit out of time but i do want to just get into your current business your <clears throat> current uh foundation nonprofit. i want to give you a shameless plug on that end because i know there's a lot of people who are relating to your story right now they're feeling for you 
they're empathetic for you. And uh, if you can just touch a little bit upon those two parts of your life now and, and what other people can do to, to help you out, to, to lift you up. And so you could uh, potentially get to where, wherever you want to go with, with both of those ventures. Appreciate that, man. Yeah. So for me, and it's part of that burn your bridge kind of action. I mean, I'm in the mortgage business, right? right. <clears throat> so, so I do residential mortgages for a national lender. Um, but at a point in my, my history, a couple of years ago, um, I decided to burn the bridge to get into that. Like I, I said, you know, I'm going to go ahead and go forward with this mortgage business because I, I didn't want to go to that fallback anymore. I had to figure out it, it, this business was something that I came back to. I said, mm. I'd never come back to this. I never wanted to. I, I was uh -huh. like, it's too scary. Yeah. So I came back to it and I, I made the decision that this is what, because I sat there and I said, all right, I just got all of us salespeople just got laid off from this job that we were in, like in the, mm -hmm. we were in insurance, they laid everybody off. Wow. So I'm like, now what do I do? I had a car. <laughs> I had, they gave me a car. I had, now I had to buy a car again. I had to, I had to figure it out. Wow. So I, I had to really reflect like, all right, what job did I have okay. that I enjoyed? Like, and what did I enjoy about it? Mm -hmm. I wanted to, I wanted to understand what I enjoyed as far as the transaction Right. And the money needed to be good too, because I needed mm -hmm. to support the family. Because <clears throat> yep. let's be real, you need to make some money to to function here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, God knocked on my door one day and and basically sent this dude from my past sent me a message looking for loan officers and and uh, and I was like, he's like, do you know any? And I'm like, no, I really don't. You know, I, I really don't. And I was in the insurance business again, mm -hmm. and he's like, well, have you ever thought about it? And I'm like, dude, I'd love to. I said, but but. I, I can't go. I can't go full commission. You know, I, yeah. there was all these butts and he's like, well, my company gives you salary. And I'm like, mm. okay. Yeah. I'm like, well, that could work. That could work. So I jumped. Wow. I jumped. I had a, I had a salary position that mm -hmm. I hated that I hated. Right. And uh, I jumped wow. and I, I got my license again and I got all this stuff in place. And <clears throat> so I, so I burned that bridge going back. I said, I'm never going to go back to like, that job, that job at Travelers or wherever, mm. I'm going mm. forward in this business because I analyzed what I really enjoyed, and this was it. And then God led me to this, you know. Oh. So it was like kind of a divine thing. So long story short, with that, I'm in the mortgage business, and then I decided to start my own commercial mortgage company, mm -hmm. you know. And I ended up leaving the brokerage uh, that I was with. The guys were pissed off at me. They still hate <laughs> me to the day because yeah. you know they I, they went from I, I went from making them a bunch of money to not making them money. So right. you know, they, they, they hate me because of that. So whatever. <clears throat> I, I still forgive them. I still yeah, forgive them yeah. for that. You know, <laughs> God says to forgive people. So right. I'd still, I'd still go to lunch with them tomorrow if they wanted to. Wow. Of course I'd probably have to pay. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I started my own commercial mortgage company and now I work for a lender for mm -hmm. on the residential side. And I started my own company called Starvox Capital mm -hmm. and the Starvox name I created from my at the time like two-year-old daughter whose favorite candy was starburst but wow. she always called it star vox <laughs> so anyway just little things like that <clears throat> so so because i was like what, what am i going to name this company yeah. you know so started that so i've been so i help in my company i help investors purchase like you know their flip properties their mm -hmm. commercial properties their rental properties or short-term and long-term rentals mm -hmm. their new construction so that's my company that i do um yeah. Along the way, and, and I know we really didn't get into it on this call, which is fine, but I, I, my cancer has come back twice now. Yeah. And through that um, second time, 
I was like, there's got to be something greater for me to do. And you mentioned I have a foundation. And before, mm-hmm. before when it happened six and a half years ago, cancer happened, I was afraid of doing my own foundation because it was mm-hmm. too much work. Right. It was too much. Yeah. It was <laughs> like I was doing just enough by working with the Jimmy Fund and raising money for the Jimmy Fund. That was enough, right? Yep. right. Um, after this happened, God said, no, it's not enough. Wow. You know, and it, it, it's, it's exactly what happened. So we started a charity called Team John Foundation. Mm-hmm. so we end up we we end up what we're doing it's not just for cancer survivors or people going through cancer for it's we're donating money to anybody going through crisis Ooh. immediate crisis so <clears throat> somebody gets diagnosed with cancer and has to go to the hospital for x amount of time that yeah. family needs money to live and we want yeah. to be there to provide that money can't give it all but <laughs> we can we can help yeah. you know somebody gets ill or somebody unfortunately passes away from sudden illness could be covid could be anything mm-hmm. you know when, when things happen like that, we want to be able to step in and, and, and give a little support. So that's what Team John Foundation is for. So, yeah. So that, in a nutshell, that's what I'm up to. That's what I'm doing. Just trying to keep going. And now, now you've inspired me and a bunch of you guys have inspired me to do my own podcast. Wow, so yes, start my own right. podcast. Right. I don't know what it's going to be named, but I'm going to be doing my own podcast talking yeah. about my journey. So wow. look for that. Who knows yeah. what it's going to be called yet, but it's going to be talked about in my journey. And I'm going to be bringing on people that um that have gone through crisis like me and i've got a few people in mind that that have beat things and overcome things and just uh just inspire just inspire people that's awesome man and yes we can't wait till that comes out and john let me tell you wholeheartedly and from the first person point of view that you have inspired me and i'm sure after this conversation you have inspired plenty more people and i i look forward to to the many more that that will come as a result of your story so I just thank you for all the time. Uh, if you're listening, I know there's something that you got out of this. And I also encourage you to donate to the Team John Foundation. If you're in the real estate business, reach out to him. Starbox Capital, not Starburst Capital, but it is a, a great lending institution. And uh, I'm happy to call him my number one client. So um, thank you again, John. I, I really appreciate your time. I'm so glad that we've aligned and I can't wait to see what God has in store for, for both of us down the road. But uh, I appreciate you, brother. I love you. And uh, I just thank you. And I, I honor and respect you more than I could ever say. <laughs> Thanks, brother. I appreciate the time. It's an honor to be on your podcast, man. I, of thank course. You so much. And so uh, this will be coming out probably next week, uh, Tuesday. But I'll be sure to send you some more information uh, before that comes. But. Dog, you're the man. Sounds good, <laughs> I man. I hope it went well for you, man. I, of I, course. I, you know. No, I love I love your story is more inspiring each and every time. And this time I got more of the professional background and, and that's definitely gonna help some people. So dude. Awesome. Awesome. Thank awesome. You. Yeah, this You'll is round one. I'm sure I'm sure I, we'll it's cra- it's crazy because I realized like <clears throat> after I was sharing like really my kind of story, I'm like, holy shit, it's four o'clock. <laughs> I'm like, I can't even I can't even do the whole thing. I'm like, right. it's a, yeah. like it can't even be it can't even be done in, in that's one what episode. I mean. yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is round one. We got we got plenty yep. more rounds to come. So, yeah, man, brother, I can't wait for those. And 